Part 5 of The Story of Peterloo by Francis Archibald Bruton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Story of Peterloo The great meeting planned to be held in St. Peter's Fields on the 9th of August, 1819, seems to have originated in a desire on the part of the reformers of the Manchester district to emulate the example set by other towns in the country notably that of london and birmingham where great gatherings brought together to advocate reform had been addressed by mr henry hunt and other leaders in the movement for better representation of the working classes the advertisement which appeared in the manchester observer for the thirty first of july eighteen nineteen ran the public are respectfully informed that a meeting will be held here on monday the ninth of august eighteen nineteen on the area near st peter's church to take into consideration the most speedy and effectual mode of obtaining radical reform in the commons house of parliament being fully convinced that nothing less can remove the intolerable evils under which the people of this country have so long and do still groan and also to consider the propriety of the unrepresented inhabitants of manchester electing a person to represent them in parliament and the adopting major cartwright's bill h hunt in the chair on the very next day the manchester chronicle a superior tory organ published a letter from lord sidmouth to the lord lieutenant of cheshire emphasizing the need for the utmost vigilance on the part of the magistrates on account of the frequent public meetings and desiring him to give immediate directions to the several corps of yeomanry cavalry to hold themselves in readiness to attend to any call for support and assistance they may receive from the bench a week later the magistrates proclaimed the proposed meeting to be illegal the reformers accordingly decided to take the advice of counsel and mr saxton sub-editor of the observer was commissioned to proceed to liverpool and seek legal advice in the matter he returned with the important ruling quote, that the intention of choosing representatives contrary to the existing law tends greatly to render the proposed meeting seditious accepting this ruling the reformers at once abandoned the meeting and carefully revised their programme accordingly on the seventh of august the observer published a notice to the effect that the borough reeve and constables i e the three main officials of the court leet had been requested by seven hundred persons to summon a meeting to consider the propriety of adopting the most legal and effectual means of obtaining reform in the commons house of parliament and had declined to do so notice was therefore given over the signatures of nearly one thousand three hundred inhabitants that a meeting would be held in st peter's fields on monday the sixteenth of august and that mr henry hunt would take the chair at twelve o'clock a week later on the fourteenth of august the observer contained a long letter from henry hunt dated from smedley cottage where he was the guest of mr johnson urging the importance of the reformers exhibiting quote, a steady firm and temperate deportment and bringing with them no other weapon than that of an approving conscience according to the chronicle there was an influx of strangers on the saturday and sunday preceding the eventful monday the same paper speaks of painful anticipation on the sunday as to how the following day would terminate the general opinion on change on the saturday was that the magistrates had decided not to disturb the meeting unless some breach of the peace occurred and men of all parties said that the meeting would go off quietly no disturbance of any kind took place in manchester on sunday the fifteenth of august 
it was a grand opportunity for a man with vision but the responsible authorities i e the special committee of the magistrates of lancashire and cheshire which included three clergymen meeting in manchester seem to have been in a panic they sat till midnight on sunday without being able to decide what to do at eleven p m one of them wrote to the home secretary that although the magistrates as then advised did not then think of preventing the meeting they were alarmed and were in a state of painful uncertainty the long expected day came at last the morning was fine and later on the heat was considerable in manchester the magistrates saw fit to publish a notice recommending the peaceable and well-disposed inhabitants to remain in their own houses during the whole day and to keep their children and servants within doors the reverend jeremiah smith then the high master of the free grammar school afterwards stated at the trial that most of the shop windows were closed and that as there was a general feeling of apprehension he dismissed his day-boys after breakfast and eventually went home and locked himself and his boarders into his house in long millgate the very house from which the boy de quincey had slipped away quote, in the deep lustre of a cloudless july morning not twenty years before as early as nine in the morning people began to assemble in st peter's fields the magistrates met first at the star inn and at eleven o'clock adjourned to the house of mr buxton in mount street by this time the troops employed had been posted out of sight in the streets lying just off the open space where the gathering was held their disposition seems to have been as follows one troop of the manchester and salford yeomanry was concealed in pickford's yard off portland street another troop seems to have been in byram street their commander was major trafford but the first troop seems to have been led on this occasion by hugh burley who only a few years before had opposed the new corn law the cheshire yeomanry in their full strength of eight troops i e at least four hundred men had assembled on sale moor at nine a m and arrived at their assigned station in st john street soon after eleven two squadrons of the fifteenth hussars over three hundred men were in byram street and a troop of the same regiment was in lower mosley street acting as escort to a troop of the royal horse artillery with two long six-pounders the guns thus commanded the principal approach to the area the above are the mounted troops beside these nearly the whole of the thirty-first infantry were concealed in brasenose street and several companies of the eighty-eighth infantry were in ambush in the neighbourhood of dickinson street the names of the commanders of all these detachments are given and the whole force was under the direction of lieutenant-colonel lestrange the hustings which consisted of two carts and some boards were erected just below windmill street about a hundred yards from mount street the speakers faced northwards towards the friends meeting-house close to which was the friends school here near a few oak trees a quantity of loose timber was lying about of which we shall hear later on it was about twelve o'clock when a strong double cordon of several hundred special constables was drawn between mr buxton's house in mount street and the hustings they formed a lane by which if necessary the magistrates could communicate with the speakers End of part five.